Uh, welcome back to the No Bonds Podcast. I'm Ben Beck. I'm here with Matt Maurizio from Beck Bodie. Find us at beckbody.com or on Instagram at the at beckbody handle, as well as our podcasts and quick tips on iTunes and Spotify. Um, one thing before we get started today, I wanted to talk a moment about uh, a question we get off and is what do we read or what, what do we consider some of the most educational uh, books out there um, in the financial world? There's a lot of financial books out there. Um, the most impactful um, that we consider in terms of what we feel every investor or potential investor should read is a book called Dancing with the Analyst by David Malik. And what we're going to do as a firm is for the first 10 listeners or viewers that uh, email us, and they can email us at social at beckbody.com or send a direct message. So it's called a direct message, DM, yep. a DM, DM on Instagram. Slide up into your DMs, <laughs> our um, DMs. We'll send a free copy to you of Dancing with the Analysts. And uh, more than anything else, it represents exactly what we as a firm feel, uh, really what we're in existence for, is to provide clarity to individuals with respect to the financial decisions they have to make in their lives. Yeah, I can tell you that uh, this book right here literally played probably the biggest role into why I became a financial advisor, why I joined us. Um, it, it not, I mean, it's, a, it's not a finance textbook, it's a story, mm -hmm. so it's easy to follow. But when I finished it, I felt like, wow, I know a whole lot more about the investing world than I thought, I, or than I did going into it. And I didn't know I was learning it until the book was over. So I, I mean, I highly recommend it. If, if you're just looking for general education on how, how the investing world works. And there's, and there's a lot of books out there, right? And there's a lot of great books out there, yeah. but some read which is not necessarily a bad thing for some people as economic textbooks. Yeah. Uh, and there's others that yep. are a little bit easier of a read in terms of um, helping folks understand uh, the concepts of finance and in particular what some smart things they can do with their money and what um, scenarios they might be faced with either now or later in life and how to deal with those. And that's yep. a big reason for again, our existence and this podcast is, right. to, is to bring that information to light in a very, hopefully, simple manner uh, to help folks make the decisions that they need to make. Yeah, we just want to you know, provide some clarity to the investing world to just help you make more educated decisions. Um, so anyway, before we begin the podcast, I'm going to remind you, you, spelled my, you said my name wrong again. Oh, Maurice, I'm sorry, Maurizio. Perfect. Maurizio, Matt Maurizio. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to give it that, that Italian flair. Mauricio. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, fine. I like it. If you, if you use your hands when you do it, when you say it, then that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I like your new uh, headset, by the way. Um, I, I, I like them as well. It looks good. I like them as well. We can be a goose and Mav yeah. combo. Negative Ghost Rider. Oh, my God. I messed up. Negative <laughs> Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So um, a, co a topic today I wanted, uh, wanted us to talk about mm -hmm. is... There's a bunch of different scenarios, but somebody comes into a whole bunch of money that they didn't have mm -hmm. the day before, and now they're faced with the decision of, you know, what do I do with it? There is, so there are scenarios that we deal with. Specifically, I'll work with an athlete that doesn't have money and then signs a contract mm -hmm. or signs a long-term long deal, um, an entrepreneur working hard in their business for a decade and sells it, and now a bunch of money comes in. But there's other scenarios like I sold my house and I didn't plan on buying a second. That was my second home. But now I got a lot of money. What do I do with it? So there's a term that in our industry that classifies 
those type of events, liquidity events. Yeah, liquidity events is what where you have a bunch of liquid cash all of a sudden that you need to do something with, and you're faced with that decision of, wow, I guess I don't know really what to do with this investing or this money now. Mm-hmm. I got to figure this out. It could be a family member gives, mm-hmm. gives you inheritance, or we were talking about this before we started. Um, when people retire, it's almost like a liquidity event for them because that 401k is some mythical thing that they just pump money into for 30 years mm-hmm. until that retirement date happens. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that, re- that 401k is now their income. It's no longer their retirement plan. It's now their life. And mm-hmm. it's a decision. Yeah. Right. Be- because yeah. at along those 30 years, for example, um, look, the 401ks, almost every company has some sort of retirement plan out there for the most part, if it's a company of any size whatsoever. And, um, I think it's, it almost kind of happens for some folks over a long period of time as automatic. I'm just dumping money. Money's coming out of my paycheck automatically into this account. You know, the investments are going up and down over time, but most people aren't really taking uh, a real or having a keen understanding of how the money's invested and so on. Now, flash forward to retiring, as you said, 30 years down the road, all of a sudden accumulated a whole bunch of money in the 401k. Now, nothing's really changed, right? Because right. the money's at the same amount or hopefully a little bit more than it was a couple years ago. But for a lot of folks retiring now, now they're faced with making a decision on that money. For 30 years, the decision was defer money out of my paycheck. It goes into these funds and hopefully it grows. Mm-hmm. But now you retire and all of a sudden you have to make a decision. And you're absolutely right. I think, I think it's exactly for a lot of folks the same thing as if a business owner sells a business and all of a sudden different from yesterday. Now, today you have X amount of dollars sitting in your account. You have to make a decision on that. One of your professional athlete clients uh, gets a signing bonus uh, to go play baseball. And all of a sudden they had $13 in their account yesterday. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. now they have $1.3 million in their account today. A decision has to be made and not so much even on investing per se. That's just one, but taxes Mm -hmm. and even Simple questions like, okay, if, when I, if and when I do make a decision on, on what to do with that money, how, do, um, how, do the whole tax, how does the whole tax thing work? How, if I need money, how do I take money out of the account? Um, yeah. uh, you know, a whole bunch of decisions people have to make, which I think there's um, a little complexity with or a little uh, uncertainty with. Yeah. yeah. You know what's hard about that I found, especially in conversations with a bunch of people about our industry and that I know firsthand is that you don't really know that you've made a, a less than average or a poor decision until five or 10 years go by. Right. You know, because our industry preaches long-term, 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 rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But with that, people don't even know what's going on for a decade right. until they look. Right. And then they'll look and say, well, I only earned like one percent right on on average per year for the last 10 years that's probably not really good so it pays to be educated obviously yeah because that's not exclusive to the investment or finance industry um you start going today to a a a healthy diet from a poor diet you don't get instant results you don't know the effects of that until a little bit further down the road um you know the the hard work you put into the gym um you know, you don't all of a sudden wake up the next morning with muscles like you. You have to, you have to, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a brand new jacket, by the way. You had to get a bigger size. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that takes time. So there's a little bit of, call it faith, 
yeah. involved in terms of um, um, a little bit of a belief in the unseen, so to speak, in terms of, okay, I, 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 certainly there's pressure to make the right decision, but to your point, you don't know exactly whether it was the right, right decision or wrong decision until, in some cases, particularly the investment world, uh, be it investing in stocks or mutual funds, investing in real estate, investing in insurance, what have you, you don't know the outcome until it's the outcome. And that outcome is mm -hmm. sometimes years down the road. So there's a lot of room in there um, for education. Yeah. And I will say that we won't go down the road of how to find, we, in our second episode of this podcast, we covered how to find a financial advisor if that's the road you choose. So I encourage you to check that out. Mm -hmm. But um, let's, let's help people understand maybe what not to do. It's hard to paint with a broad brush in this industry because like I, I would say, uh, aligning it with working out, your goals really dictate your workout technique and your, and, and your approach. Correct. So if you're an ultra marathoner, you're training very differently than a power lifter. Right. And if your goals are in the same way investing, your goals really are, will your, or your investing strategy will re be reflective of what so, that goal is. So safe to say, step one, define your objective. Yeah. So step one, define your objective with that right. money. Simple as that sounds, it's, yeah. it's, it's easy to say really difficult yeah when you when you are, or can be really difficult if all of a sudden today you're faced with oh my god i got a lot more money in my bank account yeah. or i've retired and now i have to make a decision on my 401k uh or i just sold my business uh but that only plausible first step is is defining what the goal is as you yeah. said what the objective is i'm really glad you said that i, I mean i'll give you a real life example um talking with somebody that inherited millions of dollars just going into college just recently and the thought was okay i've got like four million bucks i'm going to be a 19 year old freshman in college because a family member had died well i mean i'm good right what do i, I mean what what do i need to do and then that really you know i you have to think hard about that goal with that money because yes if that money is just invested very average and conservatively that 18-year-old, 19-year-old with 4 million bucks to start at a head start can probably just be fine in life. Mm -hmm. If that goal is to just coast, then fine, that investment strategy can reflect a coast life. Mm -hmm. If the goal is, and I'm going to say conservatively, let's say that money can double every decade. If it starts at five, 4 million, like it was, it's 4 million. And then in 10 year, at 28, it's 8 million. Mm -hmm. And at 38, it's 16 million. And at 48, it's 32 million. You know, that's a lot more money than I'm, that you can really make a dramatic change in somebody's life, an organization's life, mm -hmm. a passion project's mission, mm -hmm. if you so choose. But you need to really at least define a goal to start. Those goals can change, but there's got to be something in place to start. Most so important thing we talk about all the time, and it really doesn't have anything to do with the type of investment. It has everything to do with runway. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with defining that objective. And that objective, of course, for anybody from that day is years down the road. And the more years down the road that you have in terms of having to achieve that objective, that longer runway, I think that's directly correlated to the probability of success. Mm-hmm. You know, agree. And, and uh, I'll tell a quick story um, related to yours in terms of uh, you know a number of retirees during the... 2008 and 2009 time period where 
um, faced with the decision of retiring um, or a business owner that I'm thinking of as well that sold a business around that time. But because of the state of the markets, real estate markets, uh, financial markets overall, um, it was thought of as a really, really difficult time to invest. Mm -hmm. So what did these uh, individuals do? They kept their money in uh, money market or CDs at banks, um, federally insured type of investments, um, which um, to most folks would seem the plausible thing to do when it comes to turning on the TV at that same time period and seeing that the Dow Jones is down 800 points or the real estate market in particular areas is down 20 or 25%. Who in the world in their right mind would want to be faced with a decision uh, to take the bulk of their money, the bulk of their lifetime savings and make a decision to invest that money in that time. Now, we all know it's very easy to say at this point to say, well, the best times to invest are the times, as Warren Buffett says, when everybody is, is sprinting away from the situation. That's typically the time, time to invest when there's yep. blood on the street. Other, right. other top finance people had said, it's usually when everybody's afraid, that's usually the time to invest. Easy to say, very difficult for a lot of folks to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but the downside to making, uh, to not, effectively not making a decision, that's what we see a lot of in terms of folks that get faced with these liquidity events yeah. and they don't, have not defined their long-term objective. And so where does the money go? The money goes into uh, a money market or CD at a very, typically a very low rate of interest, although federally insured, but a, lo a low rate of interest. And at the end of the day, uh, it's safe, so mm -hmm. to speak. Um, in terms of not losing any money, but as we talked about in, in a previous podcast or, or a previous uh, uh, short video, um, every moment that that money goes, that that time goes by, um, you, the the uh, the value of your investment is eroded away by that that pesky um, or more appropriately, silent killer, as we call it, called inflation. Um, so that avoidance behavior of being not being able to make a decision based upon um, uh, based upon outside forces, whether the market's doing poorly or you just haven't defined your objective for an extended amount of time can re be really detrimental to mm. um, somebody. So there's, there's that fine line is that you don't want to rush into a decision, but you don't want to avoid a decision and have your money sit in um, effectively um, accounts or such that aren't achieving any interest. Right. So you, so step one, just get educated. You are somebody now that has money. You need mm -hmm. to know at least at a high Absolutely. level, what options you have, mm -hmm. right? And then it sounds like if your decision will be to, I, I don't know what to do and I don't want to face it right now, I'm going to put it into cash, you're going to actually lose money over time because inflation will erode at a faster rate or inflation will go up typically historically at a faster rate than your savings account is, mm -hmm. which means we call that losing buying power, which mm -hmm. means your dollar gets less and less valuable over time. Mm -hmm. So really our advice is probably don't do that <laughs> uh, unless for some reason that goal really ties into losing buying power over time. To quantify that, inflation <laughs> is av historical average of 25 to 3% per year historically. Yeah. So what does that mean? So in other words, a million dollars comes into your account and that money is not invested in something that's beating inflation, then over a 10 year time, even though you haven't lost a dime yep. you know, in, in a dollar amount, $1 million 10 years at a 3% at a clip of inflation is worth roughly 700000 in terms mm. of buying power, in terms of purchasing power. 
So and then you could say, well, 10 years is a long time. Uh, but it's funny how if you avoid making a decision, yep. a lot of time goes by. Right. A lot of time can go by. It, you, you focus on other things and you really miss out on that, that really, really advantageous uh, runway or mm -hmm. time period to, to have success. So that with, with the proper investment strategy, the opportunities that can be presented to you in that same decade will be so much bigger. You can impact so many more people, so much more, um, so many more missions, whatever's important to you, mm -hmm. your families, your generations, whatever the case is, you can do that a whole lot better if you get that money working today versus waiting to decide how I want to use that money once I figure out that, maybe, that, that's maybe a, a goal great point it. because we work first of all we work with clients of all shapes and sizes yeah right so we work <laughs> with folks that are just starting out we work with folks that are multimillionaires and uh, to your point um, there's folks that we've had sold a business signing bonuses what have you that's enough money for them if they want to use your term to sit in the rocking chair on the front porch for yeah. the rest of their life and be fine but for most of the folks that we work with um, Life is a little bit more, or, 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 or is about a little bit more than just that. Achieving yep. a certain, it is philanthropic or charitable goals. It's, it is supporting you know, your local church, as yep. you said. It is making a difference with your family's life, mm -hmm. um, with your, um, some of the, the causes that are near and dear to you. Um, so making your money work hard goes a lot further than just solely on your own personal retirement goals, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. So, for I mean, it, that's kind of our, our biggest takeaway, I would say, is that you need to, to find a goal, mm -hmm. you need to get educated. This book can help you edu get educated. Mm -hmm. Some of our, our material is our hope to educate you on this stuff. Um, and then pay attention, care. I would say that too many people just don't care about what their money's doing because it's something like a 401k, a retirement account that... I will address that when I need it. I, I, get, a bit, I get a great term. Ask why. Here you right? go. Meet with a financial professional. Meet with a real estate. Meet with a real estate professional. Meet with um, somebody in and around the financial, a CPA. Yeah. And, and you know when folks provide recommendations or ideas, ask why. Understand mm -hmm. why that's important You know in terms of whatever that objective is. Yeah, how does, that, folks, line up how does that line up with my financial goals? How does that line up with my ability to, again, to go back to doing the types of things that I endeavor to do with my money years down the road? Yeah, and I will say, if it doesn't make sense to you, this investing industry makes out, makes, the investing industry makes it out to be really convoluted and confusing. It doesn't need to be. If you're, if you, after you ask why, if you just can't understand how that actually works, like you can't logically put that together in your head, I'm going to say that's probably not the right investment strategy for you. So make sure if it makes sense that, yes, okay, I'll move forward. Or if it doesn't, mm -hmm. I think too many people say, ah, they just, they know what they're talking about. I'll just trust them. Mm -hmm. Like trust is important, mm -hmm. but you have to understand why yourself. It's your money. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think that uh, covered it pretty good. Yeah. Anything else you think about? I, I think that just makes me think about a l uh, something that, that we are always doing a lot of thinking and a lot of work on is why yeah. we do what we do. Yeah. Right? And that aligns a lot with the book that we shared, Dancing with the Analysts, is that, 
you know, our role as we see it as financial advisors is more than anything else. Yes, we are, we are, we have expertise in the investment world and we have expertise in helping you plan. But at the end of the day, uh, along the, aligned with the same topics that we've talked about so far today, it is really a lot deeper in terms of helping people become better. Yeah. Like so a coach, they, a coach. Yeah. So you should seek out if you are somebody that comes into money, seek out a coach, a financial coach. I mean, and, and do some research in terms of finding that right type of person, find out what, uh, what they're doing in particular to become better experts and become better coaches. Um, you go to a, you, you go to my gym, yeah. Um, you know, a CrossFit gym, downtown Boston or, or in Medfield, you see a group of individuals that are constantly and consistently honing their craft yep. in terms of getting better at, um, learning about nutrition so they can impart that to all of the, uh, clients at that gym. Yeah, it's a good They're point. getting better at things like mobility and flexibility that go, that go into yep. obviously a big part of being fit. You should probably talk to those people. More. Yeah, I need to talk to those people. More. <laughs> but you're right. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm going to go um, stretch right now. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, look, our goal here is to just help you gain some clarity to say, okay, I feel confident in these decisions I'm making financially. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know how to pull the what levers to make that money go, mm -hmm. but I do know enough now after listening, reading our material, listen to this stuff. I do know what to look out for so that basically without, I mean, to put it bluntly, basically I'm not getting screwed. I know what I'm doing. I know right. the people I'm picking know what they're doing. And I know that because I educated myself on how this world works. So that's our overall goal with this whole thing. You know, if you like it, subscribe, share, rate us. Um, these five-star ratings and, and the reviews help. Um, obviously we, we want honest feedback because we're trying to do this legitimately and honestly so engage follow. with us send topics yeah that's send topics that you want us to talk about yep um the, the matt said it before i said that our industry does a very very good job at making some very sometimes very simple concepts very complex yeah um email us at social at beck Bode again or direct message us on instagram at beck Bode for a copy of the book uh, it is something that no question um will help you understand the financial world, and it doesn't matter if you have $1 or $10 million or somewhere in between, um, it, it will really help um, simplify the decision-making yep. process for you because you have that greater understanding of you know, how the world works, you know, and it's a little bit different than what the establishment, for you sure. Know, um, you know, um, essentially uh, uh, puts out there for us to drink every day, yeah. uh, yep. so to speak. So. Yep. Or you can follow us. If you want to get to know us, who we are as people, because uh, we both post personal stuff and professional stuff on our Instagrams. Follow me at Matt Marizio, M-A-T-T-M-O-R-I-Z-I-O. At Bebeck3333. And also our other guy, co-founder Jim Bodie, who is new to Instagram, but mm -hmm. very, very active. On at jbodie 71 Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yep, it definitely but is. Just like a <coughs> big, strong football player. Yep, he's got at least two posts, I think. So Yeah, at least two. Yeah, a lot yeah. of volume. Yeah. No, thank you guys. Thank you for listening.